Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We have a very special lady with us today. I've only known Michelle for a short time, but it feels like I've known her all my life. She is such a special, special lady. I would like to introduce you to Michelle Clark, holistic practitioner and one of the founders of UK Serenity Radio. Welcome, Michelle. Hello, Pearl, and thank you very much for such a nice introduction. It's been a, an absolute pleasure meeting you and getting to know you over these last few weeks. Thank you. It's, it's great to have you here. And as anyone list, any of the listeners to the podcast will know, when I'm interviewing a guest, I go through set questions. And so I will start some questions and see. And I'm so excited, looking forward to see what the, the answers are that Michelle can give us. <laughs> Michelle, can you describe your career yes. path to date? Uh, yes. So uh, when I left school, I went into hairdressing. Um, didn't didn't really take off. I did it for a couple of years, but decided it wasn't really for me. And uh, moved into office work, as you do. Changed into sort of a more corporate role. Moving into um, web design and technology kind of aspects. and. Um, then into the corporate sector. So I went into sales and marketing and operations. So I worked for a very large international student company for about nearly 15 years, actually, um, where we helped the accommodation side of things for international students learning English as a second language. And it really gave me um, a, a real understanding of different cultures and working with other people from other countries and it was something that I was quite naive in before um, but learned a lot from that that job um, and as I said I worked in sales and marketing in that job as well so although my job was operations and running the the office and all of the staff and basically reporting directly to the owner of the company um, the sales and marketing was a big part of my job as well so I learned, again, I learned a lot from that. Then I left, I took redundancy and I left and I decided to restart my career in a path that had been calling me for many years. So I decided to retrain um, and, and this did, this came with a lot of struggles. So um, my life took a real turn and I, ha I got lost and I couldn't find myself and I had to go through a big healing process. Um, but my career path uh, went to the direction of healing and learning about healing. And I met the wonderful Penny King, um, who took me on my crystal healing journey. Um, and that's and I love crystals and I've always loved crystals but she took me on that journey to start with. And um, yeah, then I moved into Reiki and therapeutic art. Um, I've also studied psychology, CBT, and uh, 
I love it and I'm always studying so even now as we're setting everything up in the background I know that I've got an NLP course waiting for me as well a PIS life regression course so yeah I'm an avid I'm an avid student (laughs) oh I love that and I can see and anyone that knows me I'm going to say the s word I'm going to say synchronicities because very very similar I see a similar background crystals all around my office I have crystals I have crystals beside my bed and everything when you say about learning I, I love learning. I don't think you can get enough of it. So I can see, I can see so many connections with this. So yeah, thank absolutely. you for sharing. To move on, can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why? You might have touched on some of this just in the introduction. Yeah. So as I said, I took... I took a redundancy, but the redundancy felt very organic for me because although I was at the top of my career in that particular position, I wasn't happy. Um, I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with where my life was at. I was certainly not happy with my career. And I'd already been through quite a lot of struggles. I was, I, I was struggling with deep emotions and things that had happened to me and I wasn't healing. So... I had to crash to get back up again. Um, so I went right back to the beginning um, and started healing. And I guess that was a turning point for me. So it was it was the turning point. Um, and I and yeah, <laughs> remind me remind me what the question was. Sorry, uh, the name name the three things that made you choose your current career and why. Yeah, so I was going through this healing journey and I decided that I wanted to help others. I wanted to help others and I'd always wanted to help others. And that's why my other careers didn't feel right. It's why I never felt fulfilled. I wasn't happy. And I set up a company with my um, business partner and friend, Trisha Fernandez, and we started Symbiotica. And Symbiotica is still very much part of my life. um, And that is my practitioner business. And that is where I opened up this whole vision of helping someone else and where my learning started and my my whole career in the holistic and complementary therapies uh, started, really. Um. Yeah, it was just to help others. I wanted to help others. And that is brilliant. And I think so many people that when we're connecting in these different circles now, that's what brings us together. It's that need and want to help others and always putting others before ourselves. Is sort of We give all of ourselves to help someone else. And then it's remembering that recharge button to actually take some time for us as well at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as you go along the journey, um, I realized I've always been a healer. I was told I was a healer when I was 18 and I never understood that. Um, And it was an old boss that I worked for in a homeopathic clinic. And she said to me, you're a healer. And I was about 18 and I laughed at her and I thought, what's she on about? Um, And she gave me a book when I left there called The Hands of Light. And it was a beautiful book that many people I know have read. And I never looked at it. I put it on my bookshelf and I never looked at it. And years and years and years went by before I actually looked at it again um, and realized I've always been a healer. 
no matter what I've done, even in my other jobs, I've always been the one that people go to, the one that people listen to. I'm good at calming a situation. I was the troubleshooter. So even when things went wrong, even if it was a technical problem or an issue with a accommodation situation, I was always the one dealing with it. Um, and healing the situation or healing somebody's woes. And it was always me. Um, and that's what I was drawn to do. So as I got older and I went through that process of healing and learning about myself, I realized, yeah, that's all I ever really wanted to do. That is brilliant. And it's so nice when you see that and then it reflects on your career going forward. From what you've been saying and little bits that people might have known and sort of followed you, what key values does your business offer to you, would you say? Oh, the number one for me with with uh, with serenity right now um, is authenticity. Um, it's really, really important to me that everybody involved is authentic, that we are speaking our truth. And that's the whole point of the radio. It's to speak our truth and to spread our message. Um, and be heart-centered. I'm really passionate about uh, being in the moment, but being heart-centered with it and knowing that every person listening, we are helping somehow. And it might be you, it might be another presenter, it might be something that Craig or I say, but it will be helping someone somewhere. Um, so it's really important that it's, it's heartfelt and it's authentic. And the tribe, the tribe feeling, the reason we keep banging on about this word is because being in circle or being in a tribe or being part of a community, whatever way you want to look at it, um, it's key. It's absolutely key to our survival as human beings. Um, we need that support. We need those building blocks. We need each other. And so long we have gone around like lemmings sort of plodding through our lives, doing our daily jobs. And I was that person, put my headphones on, go to work. Don't even remember how I got to work. You know, I didn't look at anyone on the way to work. I didn't sit on the train and smile at someone across in front of me. Um, we're taught by society not to connect. And that's wrong because we should be connecting. We need each other. Um, and that's what I've really really taken from this whole situation we're in right now is although we are completely disconnected we're all isolated we have connected more as a as a, an energy than ever before you know we're all outside clapping for the our wonderful nhs and those doctors and nurses and the and the frontline staff we're celebrating the connection that we've got and i really don't want that to die when it all when it all changes again um, I'm hoping we can maintain that connection. And that's, that's what Serenity is about and kind of how it was born. That is wonderful. And it's the, I can see this is going to be another one of those interviews. I'm getting goosebumps just listening oh. to you. And I can connect to so many things that you're saying. And the passion just comes through in your voice. And I'm sure the listeners will hear that. And like oh, you say, that you. goes out and it connects to the right people. And it's doing that little piece. If we can help just one person. And you mentioned the current um, situation with COVID. Mm. I'd say I probably feel like you. I feel more connected to people now when I'm isolated at home than I ever yeah. did before we went into lockdown. There's more connections I've made. And you actually share with feeling where, like you say, when you're out and about, you just, it, 
head down you don't connect with people and if you smile or make eye contact people think you're weird and they cross the street (laughs) yeah I think the situation has given everybody permission to accept help from others to accept that we're all the same so I think what what has happened for me is that I've noticed more of my neighbours. Um, you know, I live in a, I live in a block of flats in the central of London. So it's, you can imagine in London we don't have a neighbourhood. We're not you know saying good morning to the neighbour as we get our newspaper. It doesn't really work like that. But right now we're all coming out on our, our balconies at eight o'clock on a Thursday and we're all clapping and banging. We're actually saying hello to each other. And this never happened, you know, and that feeling, that that vibration every Thursday that was happening, that big energy kind of movement of the world, um, or at least our country, celebrating that moment, the energy raised and everybody felt it. So many people have said to me how positive that made them feel. Um, and and I, I just really, the, the radio for us, you know, Craig and I have talked about this a lot and it, it is it is about that. It's raising that vibration of the nation, as we keep saying, which we love. But it is, it's raising that vibration and making it, you know, making the connection permanent. We want that to stay. So that's why. <laughs> uh, this is brilliant. And to the listeners, you're going to hear this all the way through, and I cannot push this enough. UK Serenity Radio. This is what we want you to download the app. And I think, and if you want to give us a bit more information on that, I know I'm yeah. from the questions. It just felt so apt. Okay. Thank you. So on Facebook and Twitter, you can find us at UK Serenity Radio. Um, we are Serenity Radio as a whole, but UK Serenity Radio is our brand uh, name on our social media. So ukserenityradio.co.uk. We do have an app on Apple and on Android now, and we've got the Alexa skill. Um, so you can find us completely there. You can activate us on Alexa by saying her name, which I can't say because mine will go off. But her name and uh activate serenity radio london and we are there so yeah we're, we're all over <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. sorry it's my fault i digress it was just so excited to hear all <laughs> these different things i'm now going to throw something in just to make th- people think out of the box what keeps you awake at night and probably with what's going on at the minute i can guess what's keeping you awake um obviously at the moment it's launch so craig and i are working quite long hours to get prep uh, in preparation of the launch and make sure that everything is going well and smoothly and everything is up to date and we've got and we do have a lot of other projects on as well so we've got other things we're doing um to make sure that we get the word out about the radio for me, on a more personal level, what keeps me up at night, um, my children. <laughs> I'm a mum. I'm a mum full stop. And I don't, I don't think you ever stop worrying about your children. And obviously the current situation makes you worry even more about their well-being um, and making sure that they're happy and looked after and then they're not too bothered by what's going on. And yeah, so I, th- I think, I think my mum and my family, of course. Yes, I can relate to a lot of that. I mean, my children are both in their 20s. But if I don't hear from my son, I know everything's okay. If I hear from my son, I know 
that's the time where I need to go back into mother mode and help. So, yes, I can relate to that completely. Yeah. <laughs> right, now to put into context how you like to work, where and how do you work best? I am more productive in the morning, for sure. Um, it doesn't matter what time I get up, and I do usually get up quite early, but even if it's sort of six in the morning, I'm extremely creative first thing. So I tend to get a lot done in early hours when it's really quiet and everyone else is sleeping. I find those moments just sitting on my sofa with my dog, usually with a cup of decaf coffee um, and my laptop are the most productive for me. Um, and I'm not very good working late at night, although I am working late at night. It, it wouldn't be something that was particularly creative at that point. So it would be, I would set all my tasks, um, creative tasks early in the day and then move anything that's more kind of structural, something that's easy to follow later in the evening. Yeah. I could again I can relate to all of that again as as a as a young mum when I first had the children that first cup of tea in the morning before everyone woke up that was my time so I'd get up earlier just so I had that time and then as it progressed and my career blossomed I liked that idea of actually getting more time and then I've read recently the 5 a.m club Robin Sharma and that's all about everything that happens and I'm thinking I get up at five before that. I've already done that. So I had all these ticks. But yes, I can so relate to what you're saying there. Yeah. Right. Carrying on from how you work best, you might have touched on this a little bit before. What tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Um, oh, interesting. So I don't really... I don't really use a lot of tools. I mean, I think it's really important to make sure that my well-being is looked after. And if I'm not feeling 100%, then I'm not giving 100%, then my work doesn't go the way I want it to go. So I think it's really important to make sure that I'm, I'm eating and drinking enough water and, you know, at least taking a break and taking exercise and getting away from the computer. Sometimes I think the best way to work is actually not to work. It's to walk away from the work and come back to it. Um, and also I'm one of those last, last night, for instance, I got into bed probably about half past one in the morning and I was struck with inspiration for an article. <laughs> so I got my phone out and I'm typing away in the dark um, because that's when it hit me. That's when I had to get it down. And I'd forgotten about it by the morning. So I know that it was meant to happen there and then. So I, I think just, just relying on that and being comfortable with those spontaneous moments are really important. But other than that, I don't really use a lot of tools. I like the quiet unless you're talking physical tools and which means I, my microphone and things but um yeah all I need is a laptop and a, usually I work out of coffee shops um I love working out the coffee shop it's one of my favorite things to do yes I like that I used to do that I used to think I was going to be a creative writer and I used to drop the children off at school and I go to a coffee shop and I just listen to conversations and see now how could I make that into the next bestseller and everything? It's amazing. It's that people watching and connecting and seeing just yeah. other people interact. 
yeah there's a certain buzz isn't there in a coffee shop there's a certain vibe um what I like is everyone's in there lots of the people when I'm in there have got their laptops you've got students studying you've got mums coming in for a cup of coffee with their friends you've got you know people sort of working from the coffee shop there's so much different energy different buzz and especially in London there's lots of buzz all the time um so I do like the kind of hustle and bustle of the city, but um, I also love the quiet. I love just being quiet. Whenever I'm home alone, I don't. I don't often uh, put the. T- I never put the TV on really. Um, occasionally, you'll find me dancing around the living room to some loud music, but other than that, um, I, d- I work in silence. That is lovely, and some of those I think I'm going to start putting into practice in my day-to-day routines as well. Right now, this is one that gets people to start to be sort of look back into the history. Who would you, sorry, what would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now? I have, I have a philosophy of never regretting anything. So no matter what I've actually done in my life or what mistakes I've made or what has happened to me, um, I, I honestly truly wouldn't change any of it um, because it has made me who I am now and it's given me the tools to know who I am. Um, so when I, when I th- thought about this question, um, what comes up for me is that there isn't anything that I would do now that no and then now you know no, to then because of what I know now um because it's taken me the this many years to get to who I am now because of the situations I was in and and the things that I did and the mistakes I made and the lessons that I learned so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything and that is lovely to hear it, it's I've got I mean, listeners, you can't see the smile that Michelle and I have, but it is so great to the connection and the passion from that. It shows that you're truly in the right place. If you can give an answer like that, you know you're in the right place. Aww. And moving on from there, I'm now going to ask you, what is your biggest challenge and why? Um... My biggest challenge was letting go. I think in everything that we do, we all hold on to certain things throughout our lives. We hold on to anger, we hold on to fear, guilt, and and they're often very negative emotions that eat away at us and really stop us from progressing into who we really are and stop us from accepting ourselves. So the biggest challenge for me was letting go. It was letting go of past relationships that were abusive. It was letting go of the loss of my child. Um, I had an ectopic pregnancy and letting go of that was probably the biggest challenge of my life. Um, it's, It's letting go of the loved ones that we lose on the way you know, the grief that we hold, the anger that we hold that they left. Um, and and just, it, it is, it's all those negative-based emotions. So letting go for me is the biggest challenge. Um, and when you get to a place where you can say, I've done all that, I've forgiven that, but most importantly, you forgive yourself. And I think forgiving myself uh, was was also the biggest challenge. 
that as you were saying your answer I got butterflies I got goosebumps that was so so special and there's so much again that I can connect with it was just just lovely oh thank you thank you Next question, how do you want to be remembered? Gosh, see this question, so it feels so much in the ego for me. So it's a bit difficult because I try not to have an ego. Um, I'd like to think that I'd be remembered as somebody that helped, um, someone who was true to herself and to others, um, and authentic, really honest. I, I am brutally honest. People that know me, my, my best friend will say that <laughs> I, I, she can ask me anything and I will tell her straight. Um, I am brutally honest. And, but I do it in a way that's compassionate. So I, I hope that it's not, you know, it's not hurtful, but it's not meant to be, but it, it is honest always. And I think speak, it's taken me a long time to speak my truth. It's taken me a long time to connect with who I am and to say how I feel about stuff and be really honest with that. So I'd like to be remembered as somebody who's one, always there and reliable um, and, and authentic. That is wonderful. Again, I know that the listeners, just the passion, the way that Michelle is sharing things, we just want to learn more. It's so great oh. to find out all these different things. <laughs> It's a little strange to be on the other side of this interview, I have to admit. <laughs> now I'm going to regress to your childhood. As a child, hmm. what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now? I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to be a singer. And I mean, when I say a singer, I am a singer, but when I say a singer, I mean, I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted to be, I wanted to be Beyonce. I wanted to be on the stage um, or in musical theatre, something that was going to be, you know, all, all kind of showy and, and loud. But um, how close did I get? Well, I didn't go into teaching and that's purely on the basis that I didn't have the capacity mentally or emotionally to cope with the idea of studying for long periods of time. Um, and at that point, I just wasn't ready. But also, I wasn't meant to teach in the conventional way. So I do teach. Um, I am a qualified meditation teacher um, and, and practitioner. But I, so not only do I teach meditation, I also teach um, how to read intuitively so I've been reading tarot and oracle cards and angel cards since I was 13 so I teach how to read intuitively and also I teach children crystals um, and that to me is one of the most rewarding parts of my job really um, I love working with the children especially with the crystals and how receptive they are um, so I guess I got pretty close uh, just in a, in a different way so my goals were always to be a teacher and I hope that even through the radio you know I feel like I'm always teaching when I share information and I share ideas and I share my passions I feel like I want to be able to teach somebody something different maybe a different way of thinking um, and to, funnily enough, today, 
my sister-in-law messaged me and my sister-in-law is not somebody who is into the kind of stuff I'm into. She's a very practical person. Um, but today she messaged me and she said, I've been watching your lives and I've loved them and I love the station and I'm going to, I'm going to definitely check in. And this is totally not her thing, but she's going to do it and she's really inspired. And I feel like, I feel like I taught that. I feel like she was, she's been listening to, and not just me, but everyone, all of our presenters, our teachers. Um, and I feel like we're all sharing that information. So for me, it felt really special. So yeah, I guess I got pretty close and, and I'm a singer and I am a singer at heart. Um, so yeah, I think I made it. Well, that is fantastic. And when you say about the teaching, I feel I learn from you every time we connect, <laughs> I learn something. And is and I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps. And when you share about family, when we do the calls, when I follow the other presenters that you're interviewing and your family support you, my family just say, Oh, you're doing your weird stuff, and they don't really support. But I have shared the Serenity Radio Facebook page, and lo and behold, day by day suddenly my family are popping up that they've accepted it. And I saw on one of the interviews you did yesterday, my sister was watching. And I mean, she won't hear this. She doesn't listen to what I do, but (laughs) she was there. And to see that, I thought something is working. And that's the power that you and Craig together for Serenity. This is, it's reaching people that you wouldn't think it would. And, I'm going to cry and this is not professional, but I'm probably going to cry because it means so, so much. It is so special. It really is. Pearl, honestly, we, we love what we do and we love Serenity, but what we love most is the family we've created. Serenity is, it's not just us and and that's why we did the lives it isn't just us we want our listeners to get to know the presenters to get to know you to get to know all the people that are involved in this project and see the passion and the drive and the the connection that we've all got and and we want to share so thank you so much (laughs) i will move on to the next question before i come i'm going to become a blubbing wreck Right now, I think you've touched on one thing from this, but this Mm -hmm. is the bit I love. I I have quite a few passions and I love my books. I love my reading. So I always throw this in. Can you name three titles of your favourite books and why you have chosen them? Yes, that's easy because I also love reading. Um, And I I also love reading books as opposed to electronic forms. Um, And I love audio books too because... when I'm traveling and things, sometimes it's not convenient to have a book. So I will have an audio book in my ears. Um, my first and my, my most favored book in the entire world and my entire collection is Pride and Prejudice um, by Jane Austen. My daughter is called Elizabeth because of Elizabeth Bennett. Um, I love her. She's a spunky strong independent woman and that's what I wanted from my daughter somebody who knew her mind who fought for what she wanted who stood up who was quirky and funny Um, and that's how I see my daughter she she is exactly what I expected that name to be for her so that is one of them 
I also was very touched by a book that I read a few years ago and it, it did change my, my life at that time. And it's Dying to Be Me by Anita Majani. Um, she's an incredible woman. If you haven't read this book, um, I highly recommend it. She is, she, she was dying of cancer, um, at end stage, um, lymphoma. And she had a, an experience where she died, um, and her soul left her body. And she talks about that experience in her book and she comes back and when she comes back, within two weeks, she leaves the hospital completely cancer-free. And doctors all over the world can't work out how this happened, but it is purely uh, what they're calling a miracle. Um, but her words and her journey changed my life. They gave me hope about self-healing. They pushed me towards understanding myself better. Um, and her message in general is extremely inspiring. And my third book is very similar to Anita's story, and it's called The Journey by Brendan Bays. But Brendan's book takes you on, um, sorry, Brandon, uh, Brandon Bays, and her book takes you on her journey through her cancer. She had a tumor that she shrunk herself um, through self-healing, but she gives you the practical journey. So how to do that yourself and how to go in and she's got a whole series of, of uh, practical journeys and I, I just love them I could go on all day about books to be honest <laughs> I do love reading oh yes and this just listening to that there's two books from what you've said it's gonna get gonna go on to my reading list and to listeners of the podcast, you probably picked up, this is the second time we've had Jane Austen brought forward by a guest. And this is ah. wonderful. I mean, I did English as my degree. That was my degree subject. So I read so many books and so many different things and did the linguistics behind it. And to hear that strong literature and that it comes forward, it's it makes my heart sink. It really does because it's so special. And to show these are why they're the classics because they yeah, are yeah. loved and taken forward and you can find something new, no matter what generation is reading it, you find something you can connect with. So thank yeah. you for sharing with these. Oh, my pleasure. I, I have all of the Jane Austens actually uh, in, in two different forms, um, one electronically and one on a, in, a, in physical books. But I, I have, I'm a massive fan. And of course, I have all the films to go alongside it because I'm that big a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what it is. And I think you start with reading. I mean, yes, people that know me, I have a massive collection of shoes, but I have just as many, if not more books. And <laughs> I just love because you can become the character, you can immerse yourself in it, you can research about a subject if you want to learn and grow. Depends how you feel on the day whether it's mm. fact or fiction that you're reading and you always grow and learn from it. And I just love it. And I know with my niece, I talked her, I gave her that love of reading. It's when the Twilight Sagas first came out and I sent, I did yeah. one thing and I sent her all the stuff. And I still remember she sent me a special note saying, thank you, auntie. You've taught me how to love reading. 
it's things like that there was a time when the children weren't reading all they were doing were playing computer games or watching the tv and when you see harry potter come in and so many people were excited and loved to pick up a book and the fantasy and just get lost between pages yeah this is why I always put an ask because I love to find out what other people read and where the interests are because it is, it's so special. My first kind of, I remember giving my daughter a book many, many years ago and and she still has the book because it really touched her. Like it touched me all those years ago and it's called the soul bird and it's by um, an author called, now I'm going to get the name pronunciation wrong it is Michelle but it's spelled differently and and it's 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 foreign and I can't pronounce it because I'm useless um but if you google the soul bird and you will see it it's an amazing story about compartmentalizing your emotions and your experiences um but written for children and just as a parent um, I gave it to my daughter when she turned into a teenager so that she could try and understand a bit more. And it took her a little while to understand it, but it's written so beautifully. Um, I'd just like to share it because it's lovely. Oh, thank you. That's another one that's going to go on my list. And it is, I mean, listeners, this is yet another one of these podcasts that I'm going to revisit and revisit. The energy from Aww. this connection is just so special. <laughs> thank, thank you. you right to move on to my next question because i digress slightly because sorry we got into (laughs) (laughs) who would you say are your key influencers and why oh that's a difficult one because i don't i don't really i mean okay so i just mentioned jane austen because and again it she has influenced me her characters have influenced me reading her fiction um has influenced me so she has had an effect but I would say I am strongly influenced by all the amazing strong individuals I see around me in my life and I really take note I'm a real active listener and I really take note and I watch and I listen and I learn from each person that I meet. And I believe everybody has something to offer me. And I'm open to that. And even the, even the ones that come along and take advantage, even the ones that come along and do me wrong, I know that they've taught me something and I take away that lesson. So I, I think I'm influenced by everybody in my life. And, and in particularly, there's a few very strong women in my life. So my grandmother... Um, my mum and my and my dad. See, my dad, he he had lots of struggles in his life, and he really, really tried um, and didn't always get it right. But what I've learned from my dad and and my mum is that actually you may not get it right, but you get back on that horse and you keep trying. So I've learned determination. I've learned perseverance, patience. Um, in fact, my, my dear friend, Rick teaches me patience all the time. Um, so does Craig. (laughs) I have to be very patient with Craig sometimes. Um, and yeah, I think everybody I meet teaches me something. So I've learned compassion and, 
and love and giving and yeah I think ev- everyone so my influencers are real to me they're real people in my life um I don't really have a key figure or someone I look up to um I always look within oh that is that is just wonderful it really is and I am I've got goosebumps on goosebumps on goosebumps from this <laughs> so connect with what you're saying so thank oh. you just thank you now my next question I have to take a big deep breath because it's the longest question I've put on this so I have to make sure I get it right okay if you could share a great meal with anyone alive or dead what would the meal be and who would it be with <laughs> god this is such a hard question because I think as you go through life, obviously I have lost, I have lost many, um, many people dear to me that I would love to see. Um, I, I initially thought I would say, um, Jane Austen actually. And I thought, yeah, I'd have, I'd meet her at the Ritz and we'd have a proper English tea with scones and be really nice. But I think now sitting here and what feels authentic to me, I think, if I could have dinner with anyone, I'd probably have dinner with myself when I was about 10 and just give her a hug and say it's going to be okay. You know, just, ta- just go back because I wouldn't change anything, but I'd just like to give her a little bit of hope, a little bit of strength um, and, and some comfort for myself to know that she is okay. Um, I think I'd like to do that. And I love a good roast dinner. I'm a proper London girl, proper, proper English girl. I like a good roast dinner. Um, so yeah, it'd probably be something really, really basic like that. (laughs) But this is wonderful. And again, listeners, if you've listened to all these interviews, roast dinner comes up as the most popular meal to share. (laughs) Family comes up. And it's just everything you're saying I can relate to. And again, Jane Austen has been mentioned twice as someone that you Uh. want to sit around the table to. So it's, I'm going to say the S word again, synchronicity, all these wonderful special guests with so much in common. And it's like you suddenly think you connect with someone, you don't realise why, and just sharing this conversation There's so many tick boxes that I can say, yes, yes, yes. And I am just so glad we connected. I really am. Oh, me too. I'm learning so much from you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Now, these last two, this is when we get to shout from the rooftops about what you do, what you want the listeners to know about and where we can help promote you as much as possible. So first, wonderful. What services or items do you offer to your clients or customers? Okay, I mean, obviously, I'm a practitioner. So, if you do want to have readings or healing or just spiritual guidance, then you can go to symbiotica.co.uk and check out my website. Or, really, I'd like to talk about serenity. Um, Obviously, everything that we're doing right now is to reach our listeners. But for small businesses and for for well, for any business, 
in the holistic or complementary world, the well-being sector, um, we do offer advertising. We offer radio adverts, we offer website adverts, we've got our newsletter, and we have a really, really good subscriber base. And our, the, our numbers have grown so much over the last few weeks, it, it's even blown us away. Um, so to look at the services that we offer, um, you can go to the Serenity Radio website. This is brilliant, and it's and we will make sure when I upload this podcast, I always add in the description all the links and everything. So whatever you've heard, you will you will know how to get there just by that click of that button to make sure that you can download and connect with everything there. And then to go to the very last question, God, this time has just flown past. (laughs) Do you have any special offers at present? And again, probably. We, I, t- I, t- I tell you what, we decided that as we were doing this with you, as we are launching in just over a week, which seems so <laughs> crazy, um, we have put together a special offer just for your podcast. So anybody that comes to us and says, Pearl, then they will get this deal. So we're opening up our advertising platform for small businesses who are looking for website advertising. So we will give you a banner on our website. And normally we charge £40 a month and we are now 50% off for the month of June. If you say Pearl on your booking, you will get uh, you will get that advert for £20, which is ridiculously good. Um, and that is just for this. So anyone that says Pearl at the booking, for one whole month, you will get website advertising on the Serenity Radio website. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, Michelle. I love you, Michelle. <laughs> and thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Michelle. It's, <laughs> I mean, You're more than welcome. I, you know I will do anything in my power to help Serenity grow because everything that you stand for, I believe in, and I will push it from the highest possible place so that everyone knows about it. Thank it, you so much. And we are still trying to get 2,000 likes on our Facebook page. So if the listeners haven't already liked the page, please like the page. So it's UK Serenity Radio. And if we get 2,000 likes, it means that we can get the radio player onto Facebook. So more people will be able to hear uh, and access it quickly if they don't have the app or if they don't have the possibility of getting the app if they don't have the alexa skill they will be able to get it on facebook so of course you'll be able to go to our website and hear it but i think it's really important to us that it's accessible everywhere so yeah please like the page thank you yes definitely and i will be pushing this out everywhere so please everyone if you've loved this podcast as much as I have, share it with everyone you know. Make sure everyone knows they have access and they can actually listen and learn and grow from this. And oh, I thank you, Pearl. I just want to say thank you. You are such a very special lady, and I am so glad that we connected. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. 
If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.